0: There's joy in every journey.
1: We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios in New York. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-2124. CBS is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Not that it really matters, uh, Mafia, but did you see this whole thing with Jeremy Stevens and uh, Yair Rodriguez about the uh, argument in the hotel with all the homophobic F bombs and uh, F word and uh, call, you know, just all just super uh, idiotic stuff, like calling each other, you know, every name in the book, like in public in front of everyone in the lobby of this hotel. And, uh, I guess, in Mexico. So I guess nobody there cares. Do, do they care at all? Because now apparently it's turned into something like uh, that they're not proud of.
2: Of course it is. You know, once you get anything like that caught on tape, it's going to be, you know, a black eye for them, no pun intended. I mean, these guys aren't exactly thinking the brightest thoughts at any time, but especially when you're he like that fighting somebody in the hallway just because the fight didn't happen. You're going to call each other out. It's just stupid machoism. Not going to work out well for you, and you let your mouth slip a little too much, and
1: so he terrible. said, "You know, Yer yells after he got shoved in the chest. You're a Ferrellin P. Uh, you're going to have to live with that the rest of your Ferrellin life." Stevens uh, says, "Let's run it back." Yer says, uh, "How about yesterday?" And then Stevens drops an f bomb. "You poked me in the eye, you f. You poked me in the Ferrellin eye. I'm not talking about, and I'm talking homophobic slurs. He's dropping." Uh, Yeah, repeats the slur back to Stevens and continues to mock him. Stevens says, I'll see you soon, you mother Pharreller. Trust me, I'll see you soon. And, um, of course, Stevens now says his eyes better, and he wants a rematch as soon as possible. But I think it, uh, you know, well, you got to remember, one of the things that I think you you fail to realize here is that most of these guys are idiots to begin with. Right. They're fighters. That's all they are. They're not uh, road scholars. They're not, uh, you know, have double masters. They're not, they don't have their bar. <laughs> They're not going to uh, get their, you know, get their degrees and become doctors. They're literally, I mean, some of them might be, there's no doubt some of them are smart, but uh, you can't be very smart if you're in the lobby of a hotel dropping those bombs so everyone can see it on video. People film everything now. You can't, you just can't do it. You cannot do it. And then what's funny is, is that this guy White, he'll let him get away with it. They'll do nothing about it.
2: No, all he's going to do is come out and, and, you know, denounce their language, say that, you know, the UFC doesn't support those kind of words and, you know, act like he's going to do something and then just schedule the next fight anyway.
1: That's right. He's not going to do anything about it is what he's going to do.
2: He's going to put him in the cage again.
1: Well, I think it makes uh, Yair and Jeremy look like idiots.
2: I mean, Yair's going crazy with this, too. You know, he was doing interviews where he's basically saying that he told Jeremy, like, wherever you go to the doctor, you know, let me know. I'll fly there. Like, he wants to go to the doctor's appointment with them you know, to prove that the eye was messed up and that he couldn't fight. What's it going to prove? Even if the guy was lying and just didn't want to fight you, you going there isn't going to stop anything. It's not going to fix anything. You still didn't have the fight. You still upset the fans. And I wouldn't be surprised if they took some time away from Mexico, the way the fans reacted, where they're throwing things at the fighters and you got oh, commentators God. ducking under tables. That was bad. I mean, it was just a terrible look overall for the, the event, for the fans, for them. Now for these guys. It's Do you
1: think just they won't go back there because of the uh, violence that broke out?
2: They'll go back at some point. I mean, it's. Why go back? Why go back? Because there's more money to be made everywhere. I don't. I I don't agree.
1: I think once you have your chance and you have a big event there and it's ruined by drunken fans who hurl, uh, you know, cups of beer and and whiskey and they're throwing everything they can at these people, somebody could get hurt and there's no reason to do business with people like that, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, but if this was some small city in West Virginia or something like that, yeah, maybe you avoid it. But they can go anywhere they
1: want. They can go anywhere they want. They can go anywhere they want. They can go down the street in Mexico and do it somewhere else. I mean, honestly, because— I mean, it, it doesn't
2: mean you're not gonna get the same reaction somewhere else in Mexico. Well, there has to be a, a, some
1: kind of. Uh, doesn't there have to be some kind of re- repercussions for you have an event and people are hurling things at everybody and people are ducking for their lives?
2: There should be for sure. I mean,
1: just don't even have an event there for a couple of years. That's the bottom line. Just ban them. That's it. Who cares what they think? They're lucky they had it there to begin with.
3: Cut them off. Send them to the end of the line. Get them out.
1: Boom. There you go. So, do you believe that uh, Do you believe that Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, or Saquon Barkley is the best in the business? Which one do you think is the best? It's hard because – That's
2: very hard because all three of those guys – it's one thing if you have – you know, Zeke Elliott when he first came into the league was, you know, a great runner, maybe not as good a receiver. He still probably isn't as good a receiver as Barkley or McCaffrey. He's gotten better with it, but, I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey – when he came in, everyone was saying, who is this kid? They're like, He's not going to be able to run between the tackles. He's too small. He won't last. And he's still early in his career, still a couple of years, but so it is for Barkley, and he's already hurt. And McCaffrey just stays durable, stays in there. And is, you know, even though you know that's all their offense is right now, he still manages to get yards and get open and do things. It's amazing.
1: What do you think, Harbour High? Who do you think's the best?
3: I mean, we're leaving Kamara out, I guess. That I, mean, I Kimara, guess. Kamara I, I should guess. be in the mix, shouldn't he? Uh, and Gurley. I Gurley's mean, 100%. He should be in the mix, too. I actually
1: think, uh, I think I'm think, i willing to say Zeke and Barkley are better than Gurley and Kamara.
3: Listen, McCaffrey. I think Kamara's a great player. Kamara's a really great player. Some of the stuff he did. He I got, don't think they give
1: him the ball enough I, I to know be that the, the, the best Saints, running back in the game. I know that the
3: Saints got a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown on Sunday against the Seahawks, but right. Kamara did a lot in that game. He had a couple touchdowns, too, didn't he? Did Kamara have a couple touchdowns? Yeah, he was great. He made some great plays in that game. He's the guy that can help Bridgewater get through these, you know, next four, five, six weeks, whatever it is, while Breeze is out. And McCaffrey's got to be there, too. McCaffrey does a lot of catching the ball out of the backfield, but he runs hard between the tackles also.
1: He's averaged 106 yards per game so far this season, McCaffrey.
3: But right now, who's done the most out of any of those guys? Zeke. Zeke.
1: He's done the most. He has. I actually think that Barkley has the biggest talent and upside. When it's all said and done, I've the always, ceilings high. I've always told you, I felt like that guy. When it's all said and done, you know, barring injury, now he's injured right now with a high ankle for eight weeks. But I think, barring you know catastrophic injury, you know knee or Achilles type things, I think that because I think an ankle is just an ankle. It happens every day. But I think he can break every record ever in Giants history. I think he will, without a doubt. And I think that this guy could be, barring health, could be one of the best running backs uh, we've seen since, frankly, Barry Sanders. That guy is so talented, it's sickening.
2: I agree with you because, you know, when you talk about all those guys, we're just talking about, oh, this number they put up, that number they put up. You know, one thing that gets overlooked when you talk about them is the guys around them and the fact that, you know, when you have Kamara, he has a good line that always protects Breeze, and he has you know a guy like Thomas that can take the top off. you got to worry about him. You know, you talk about Zeke, he's got Cooper playing great, Dak playing great with him, and probably, you know, one of, if not the best offensive line in football. Barkley's got trash around him. Eli was washed up. Now he's got Jones, you know, starting, but the kid's still got to get his beak wet, and he's probably had the worst offensive line in the league to start his career, and yet still puts up obscene numbers.
1: Sam in Ohio, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Perel. Hey. Hey, I want to know what your thoughts are on the – Cleveland, that
0: Baltimore game?
1: Well, I think it's going to be a great game, to be honest with you. I think, obviously, uh, people are down on the Browns because they, you know, didn't score from the four-yard line against, uh, you know, uh, the Rams the other night on Sunday Night Football. But all all things being equal, I thought they they played really well in that game. I thought their defense played well. I thought Landry had a huge game. I don't think they threw the ball enough to Beckham for my tastes. Uh but you got to remember that guy's got all kinds of people all over him. They double that guy till uh you know his nose bleeds. The bottom line is I think the Browns can play with anybody, right? I really do believe they're a good team. I and I think this talk about, you know, Mayfield sucks and and Kitchens doesn't know what he's doing is kind of ridiculous. Because I think uh, Mayfield's been very exciting in the NFL in a year, right? Uh, is anyone willing to argue with that? Like, he's been very exciting. I thought the guy's been fun to watch play football. I like his game.
3: I wouldn't say over these first three games.
1: It hasn't been great, but I think that, uh, you know, I'm not writing him off that he's fallen off a cliff and that he, like, a lot of people are saying he sucks now. Uh, he and that was he's awful overrated. in the game.
3: He wasn't great in the Jet game. Was he that great the other night against the Rams?
1: No, but you're willing to tell me you don't think he's a good quarterback?
3: I just think he's not off to a good start. There was some exciting stuff
1: last last year,
3: year. but three games in, he's got one really ugly performance, one app performance, and maybe two app performances because the jet game that they won that Monday night game, he didn't do a lot in that jet game. I know he hit Beckham on that cross, and he ran 80 yards after that. That was all Beckham. That was all Beckham on that play. Um I just don't think he's done a lot the first 3 weeks. Is that his fault? Is that Kitchens fault? Cuz it seems like the blame the blame has already been placed. Right. For everything that goes wrong with this if anything goes off the tracks for this Brown season this year. It's on him. It's already on him. They started it, it already. I
1: won't deny that he's been been terrible. 56% uh, you know, throwing uh, completions, f- uh, five interceptions, sacked 11 times. Now, I'm going to blame the line for that. Like, if you're not protecting him, he's running for his life. That's not his fault. Uh, he's not a running quarterback in my view, but uh, he is very capable of escaping danger in the, in the pocket and behind the line of scrimmage. I think the guy showed a lot last year. And I think so far this year, he's had a real rough go. Fair enough. Uh, I think that people saying that uh kitchens doesn't know what he's doing uh, that's ahead of itself too i mean it's 3 games in and suddenly he doesn't know what he's doing and he's terrible but last year they trusted him to run the whole team didn't they wasn't he the like the but he ran the offense but i know but he was the de facto he was the coach he was the coach in waiting i mean they were, they gave him the job so he ran the offense so they won 7 games and everybody thought they were going to the super bowl now what are they 1 and 2 now Do you think they have a shot to go into Baltimore and win the game? You don't think they can hang with the Ravens?
2: I think they have a shot because I think we saw last week that if you have a good defense, if you get a good rush on Jackson and can kind of keep him where you need him to be instead of letting him scramble, that it's going to be a lot harder for him. I mean, he made some of those throws that he completed that people give him credit for were lucky ass throws. Are you going to
1: write him off if they go one and three? Are they done? If they go one and three, are they not making the playoffs?
2: No, because the AFC is weak this year. Yeah, they have a shot, but it's going to be tough. It's funny how things changed so quickly, though. A month ago, before the week before the season started, they're winning the Super Bowl. If you're looking to, they're winning the Super Bowl. If you looked at this game, it was probably going to be what Cleveland laying four and a half to five. Now they're seven point underdogs.
3: Yeah. Now look, th- 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 this guy has never done this before. He hasn't been a head coach in the NFL. Right. He's going to take all of it this year. When they don't make the playoffs this year, he's getting fired. He won't be the coach next year. You can book that now. Kitchens won't be the coach next <laughs> so year. So you think they're going to, if they don't make it to the playoffs, There's too much talent on him. this team. There was too much hype going into the year. If they don't, they're going to whack him and get somebody maybe with a little experience.
2: And so Mike McCarthy, know, in, in, Oak, in uh, Cleveland? Urban Meyer.
3: <laughs> he will get whacked every if they don't job, make the playoffs. Every job
1: is Urban Meyer.
3: He's lucky. The AFC is garbage this year. It's bad. There's not a lot of good teams.
1: Listen, uh, we'll come back. Your team, 3-0 and for the first time since 2011, a third time in 26 years, they're allowing 15 points a game. Uh, since 1990, 73, almost 74% of the teams that start the season 3-0 and make the playoffs. They have a better shot to make the playoffs than not make the playoffs right now, according to geniuses that work on these types of things on computers that went to so MIT. that's all
3: charts and graphs. That's, uh, I'll
1: tell you what, though, but you'll take it. 3-0 well, course, and a 74% chance to make it. I'll take it every day. In fact, I told you, I like their chance in this game, and I've never liked their chance in a game against the Patriots. It's just automatic, and I would lay that. Every single time, 855 cbs to get on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. The Brewers' magic number is one. Uh, the Nationals have clinched the wild card spot. At the very least, they're in. Uh, tonight, they did it. They had a doubleheader today with the Phillies. They won both games and partied like it was 1999. Did you know that that album got released on this date uh, in 1992, I believe? Really? Prince. The self-titled 1999 uh, album with the hit 1999, Party Like It's 1999. That's what Carver High is going to do in Lipstick City. Party Like It's 1999. It's all happening. Um, there you go. Eight five five two one two. Oh, it was 82. I knew it was one of those. It was 82. That's even further back. But it was September 24th, I believe, of 82. I saw that today. Uh, remember, Mavi we were driving in Manhattan the other day? There's that giant billboard on the West Side Highway for Prince. It kind of freaked me out a little.
2: Yeah, for like the unreleased stuff that they're putting out online.
1: Right. So I looked over and I saw Prince, and I'm thinking, I said, can you believe that dude's dead? Seriously. He was go- He was really great.
2: He was awesome. So much more that could have been made from him.
1: What did him in? Fentanyl, right?
2: One of those, yeah. One of the big drugs that they're It was fentanyl. Yeah.
1: So, uh, very sad. Anyway, um, always tough when, uh, you know, the stars that people love or the musicians or the bands or whatever go uh die and stuff. It's always rough. Uh, Jeff in Cleveland on the fan. You're on CBS Sports Radio talking to Spence Porter. How you doing, Frero? Hey, Jeff.
2: Yeah, you know, you got one more listener. Add me to the list. I started listening to you more since I thought you were a big boxing fan.
1: Yeah, man, I am a, a huge fight fan. I've been, um, you know, I've been to over, uh, I think, 75 title fights now in uh, 30 years. And I've been doing, you know, boxing trips now for all these years. And I work with... Um, you know, the PBC and Showtime, I do all their fights for the most part, all the big ones. And uh, just this is just another in the long line of big fights I've been to. Uh, looking forward to going to L.A. for uh, Spence Porter. I think it's going to be a violent fight. Uh, I thought uh, Mikey Garcia uh, got worked over by Spence in Dallas. And I think Mikey Garcia is an absolute badass. In fact, I think Mikey Garcia would beat Sean Porter in a fight But I think uh, Porter's a violent dude. He will bring his lunch to that fight. I can guarantee you he's going to throw hands. But uh, I just think uh, Spence is too good for him as well as anyone that gets in his way. I've said this before. I think Porter uh, will give him a fight. But Spence is up there with Crawford. Uh, I think those two are the two best fighters with Lomachenko, in my opinion, in the world of any weight class.
0: Do you think Porter can pull out a draw?
1: No. No. No way. No, well, I don't know about no way, but I do not believe that he can uh, get a draw. I think he'll lose the fight. And uh, Carver, I, what do you think?
3: Jeff looking to bet the draw here on Saturday to bet night? bet the draw, I mean, Jeff. Looking for a draw, Jeff? might pull out a draw. You looking for a little coin
0: uh, on the draw?
1: Do you, wait, now, are you in a pool for the draw? Is that what you got?
0: No, but I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, well, listen, dude, that's a dangerous way to make a living. Uh, you know, do, okay. do yourself a favor, bet on Spence. This guy just does not lose, okay? okay. If he loses, I will keel over. And look, I think the only <laughs> way he loses, the only way he loses is if Porter knocks him out. Because that. Could ha- I got
0: to tell you, man, you're, you're refreshing. You know, you're refreshing for radio. Oh, well, I thank you. God.
1: My wife does not find me refreshing at all. I just wanted to say that.
0: <laughs> you know nobody ever talk about boxing but you
1: well uh we do talk a lot of boxing and uh and mma on this show we just you know we like uh the ufc and we like boxing and that's just all there is to it and i bet on it all the time i bet on uh fights all the time i oh, love you, bet, oh, i love oh, betting yeah, on yeah. fights
2: well i i think porter
0: if porter i i think if if Porte can, well, Porte can't. He's too small. He can't stand back and and sit down and work.
1: Listen, that guy. I've seen him lose. Okay, so uh, I've seen him lose live, and uh, I've seen him win. But I have yeah, seen him. But I have seen him lose a couple times. And I've never seen Spence come close to even remotely being considered a, a loser. I've never once seen no. him come close to losing. The guy destroys everyone they put in front of him. He is. A very talented, dangerous fighter. Very dangerous. And um, I'm going with your technology. Listen, I'm, not,
2: I'm, I'm not going with the draw. Listen, the technology I, technology.
1: I just don't think it's a good bet. I mean, you know as well as I do. Mafia, who was at the Spence fight with me? I you was were.
2: there. The Garcia and Spence and Dallas. He absolutely destroyed you. him. But he is
1: a great fighter. Mikey Garcia is a great, you quote me on this, a great fighter. And he got humbled. I mean, he was absolutely outclassed. For the entire fight was a joke. That was
2: a weight class, literally. Like, he, if he steps back down to where he, sh- you know, he's comfortable, where he's done his damage before, he can dominate anyone, on, just about anyone. Well, Speck, he went up in weight and he got destroyed. Two classes was too much.
1: He got destroyed. But listen porter is a very tough fighter i think porter would uh i think garcia would beat porter too i think a lot of people wouldn't uh, believe that i think mikey can uh beat anybody but he can't beat uh spencer crawford they're too good and uh i think he learned his lesson but i gotta tell you i love his stones for going up against him. uh i don't i don't bemoan any guy that takes on a challenge bigger than he can handle and goes for it anyway with full confidence And he gave it everything he had he was totally in the fight he was trying his best in that fight and he just couldn't deal with spence uh spence is too quick too big too strong and uh you don't realize it like when i know i know errol and he's been on my show and he is uh, a great guy uh, but he's a dangerous guy inside those ropes i mean out of the ropes he's kind of a Really mellow dude. Mafia, you met him. He's, he's real mellow and quiet. He's cool, though. Like, he'll talk to you. He's not a, he's not a prima donna or anything. He's a nice guy, and um, he's very friendly and cool. He's not like Broner and these idiots. Uh, Broner's the worst fighter I've seen. He he is the worst person I've ever seen in boxing yet. I've never seen anyone worse than that idiot. And he just walked himself right out of his career with all of his nonsense. You know, he reminds me of this idiot Brown. Uh, These guys that think they're so above everyone else that they can treat anyone like crap and they can beat people up in public. They can, you know, talk crap wherever they go and get away with murder. And it's just not happening anymore. People aren't putting up with it. And that guy Broner, he's finished. No one cares about him at all. He'll be lucky if he gets a fight on a Friday night. Seriously, they're done with him. That guy, I mean, he every and every fight he's in, he loses too, by the way, if you haven't noticed, because he's such an idiot. But they need, I mean, he really is an ass hat. I mean, he's the biggest ass hat I've met ever in boxing. I mean, I can't even top it. Like, he makes Mike Tyson look like an angel. You know what I mean? Like, Mike Tyson never acted this way. Mike Tyson was crazy, but he was dangerous in the ring. Like, when he went in the ring, he was dangerous. Broner never lived up to any of that. You know what I mean? He just went in the ring and lost. He lost all the big fights. That's all there is to it. Uh, Joel in Dallas. Joel.
3: Hey, hey, am I on?
1: Yeah. Hey, Pharrell, first time caller, man. What's going on, dude? Hey, man, can you pour me a cola, man? How about a cold blonde? We love blondes here here in Dallas. Eight out. Can we get him a, a fresh e-shake out Ooh. Hey, Mr. Farrell, I just wanted to say, man, you, Mr. Mafia, Mr. Carvajai, man. Hey, Mr. Carvajai, I remember your first show. All right, you guys are the best, and Mr. Farrell, you are the man. Sweet. I wanted to talk about, number one, uh, the Cowboys. What do you think their chances are, man, going and, uh, and beating up on the— uh... Oh, they're not beating up on him. There's no way I see that happening. They're not going to beat up on them. I think they can go down there and win the game. Uh, barely, if they win it at all. I, this even is, with Bridgewater? Even with Bridgewater. They're, they're playing him in New Orleans, dude. They're not playing him in Dallas. Uh, I understand, man. New Orleans got those first two
3: touchdowns off special teams. So, and defense. so, wait,
1: you didn't watch. You must not have watched Bridgewater lighting up the Seahawks all day. You don't think Bridgewater can play football? You think he sucks?
3: I mean, no, I don't
0: think he sucks. I mean, he's the highest paid second stringer, and he's on my fantasy team, so I hope he does all right.
3: Well, then you're
1: good to go, bro.
3: I mean, what's well, the They He said, you know, they scored, you know, those special teams and defense. Those those scores don't count anymore. No, they don't he count. He said defense and special teams score. It doesn't count. No, they whooped the Seahawks' ass but on But that Sunday. doesn't count. On the that, road it doesn't, that doesn't in count. Seattle with their backup quarterback. I know, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. They went into Seattle, a place where. But then how about the guy
1: says, but he's, he's my quarterback on my fantasy team, though, so he drafted him. <laughs> but he sucks. He he's terrible. We're he going to kill him.
3: Cowboys are going to get a game on Sunday from the Saints. Okay.
1: Oh, there's. that's going to be a game. They didn't schedule that game to see if they, it could be a blowout. I'll be shocked if that's a blowout.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at
0: play.it.
1: You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Pharrellonthebench.com, always striving to be the best, always improving, giving you more. Events.com. The, the site's getting better. Mafia, what do you think of the changes coming in October? Are you excited?
2: Yeah, I like it. It's a new direction. It's definitely something interesting we haven't done before.
1: The fans are going to love it. Better picks, better uh, choices, better prices. You're going to love it. It's, like, unbelievable. This is the best thing I've ever done for you. Pharrellonabench.com. Sign up today. Get involved now. And then uh, come mid-October when it happens, you're going to freak out, and you're going to be like, wow, I'm glad I did this. This is badass. And uh, I hit so many games, it's not even funny. I mean, in every sport across the board, and boxing, MMA, everything. We give you everything. Hockey starts next week, right, Carver High? Wednesday. And then uh, NBA is, like, within 30 days. We'll be giving you all that. And then college basketball starts sometime in the next eight months. Don't they start college basketball, like, late? Like, it's like mid-November, right? They start?
3: Oh, it's like the first week. Like is a, is it right November, out of the gates? Usually first week in November they got those first couple oh, those, early tournaments. Oh, those tournaments.
1: But, but I mean, like, regular season they start right, right after well, those that? Those the
3: regular season. I mean, that's, that's, all those games count. I mean, first week in the November Maui. they start. Yeah, all that stuff. Maui's usually Thanksgiving week.
1: Maybe we should go to Maui.
3: I mean, yeah, I'd be fine with that.
1: You know what I mean? Like, to be there for that would be a good idea for the show. I mean, since we have the baddest show here. I mean, you know, in terms of we're everywhere. We're all over the place. We go to everything that matters. Might as well send Pharrell to Maui. I might not come back. So, um, you're telling me that the magic number for the Brewers is one. And then your feeling is that... Uh, Gabe is getting fired, and you believe Joe Madden they'll mutually agree to part ways in Chicago.
3: Yeah, Kapler's absolutely getting whacked. There's no question. With all the moves that they made in the offseason, spent a lot of money, of course Harper, trading for Real Muto, they are firing that guy for not making the playoffs. They They collapsed last year when they were in the mix all summer. They collapsed in the last five weeks. This year, same thing. They've been awful. They fell out of the mix. He's getting whacked. Madden will be one of those nice things. They'll do a little press conference where, you know, Theo will be up there and we'll Joe, thank him. and they'll be like, you know, he's he's only won the only World Series in the last hundred plus years in that franchise. Hundred eight so years. They're going to not just throw him out the door and fire him. They're going to do it the right way, but he's going to manage again. You would think. So. Where
1: do well, you think he'll end up?
3: I don't know. Philly would be interesting. San Diego?
1: He'd probably love it there.
3: It's a nice retirement gig, right? Yeah, he
1: seems like the kind of guy that might love that gig. I'm trying to get the Padres manager job. I'm actually in the running for that job. I want to be the manager of the Padres. Do you think they'll deliver weed right to the dugout? Thank you. Austin Matthews facing disorderly conduct charges in Arizona after the Leafs star player allegedly dropped his pants uh, and grabbed his ass in front of a female security guard while apparently with a, a group of his friends, they were allegedly drunk, according to the cop. According to the security cop, she said they were drunk, but who knows what she knows. But apparently, in the report, the guard claims that Matthew started to walk away. Uh, they were trying to get into a car, and uh, sitting, in, the guard was sitting in her car outside of Matthew's condo complex at 2 a.m. on in May when the uh, 22-year-old and his friends tried to open the locked car door of the security guard. She wasn't having any of it. He walked away, dropped his pants to his ankles allegedly, and grabbed his butt cheeks allegedly while uh, he had his underwear on, which was a good thing for him. Is this really that much of a crime if the guy just dropped his pants and grabbed his butt with his underwear on? Is it really that big of a deal? I mean, look. uh, (laughs) I'm sure it's a nice condo, right, because he's loaded. He's loaded. (laughs) Can't have people dropping their pants in the nice condo parking lot.
3: I, I mean... Whatever. What did she say happened here? That he was it more than that? she, I mean, she
1: filed a complaint with the cops, and they charged him with uh, disorderly conduct, right, which is a look, joke. Uh, he just signed a sixty million dollar extension this year. Do you think he cares?
3: You've got a. You got to remember, this is a twenty-two year old kid still. Okay, that shouldn't be an no, excuse. That's
0: that stupid window.
3: Uh, right, you're in that. You're in that range right there where. You
1: got a stupid still window. Still
3: very young. You got lots of cash. Uh, you're out getting hammered with your buddies. It's the offseason. This happened a couple of months ago. Happened over the summer, right? This didn't yeah, happen May. yesterday. I mean, May. So they were definitely out in May. They weren't playing hockey in May, that's for sure. Right. So he had some free time on his hands. He's hanging out with his buddies. Probably had who knows how many shots. Tied of, one on. Who, how many shots of tequila the dude had. And then, um, you know, did something silly. Um, is it? Uh, look. I don't know. I wasn't there. Who knows what really happened? But this is just a life lesson for a 22-year-old professional athlete, millionaire. Uh, You can't do stuff like this. Did you You see see the Mark
1: Ribbon story again about this guy, what he did to his wife? No. 56-year-old who won uh, two Super Bowls with the Redskins in the uh, late 80s and early 90s claims that his wife struck him in the head with a cell phone and poured water on him while he was driving. He also claims she covered his eyes while they were on the road, and when he got scared, he hit her allegedly. In uh, videos obtained, you can see her spill out of the car onto the ground and collapse onto a grassy area uh, near a bank, and she's on the ground writhing in pain. New police video shows what happened next. Cops interrogate Rippon and his wife over the incident, and the former uh, quarterback admitted that he hit her. She was covering my face up when I was driving, and I was scared, and I just said, get away from me. Cops say they also noticed the driver's seat was wet, corroborating his story that uh, she poured water on him. When the cops asked why she was coughing and choking, he said she just had the wind knocked out of her when I kind of threw her hand off of me. That just does not add up to snuff right there. How do you lose your wind? How do you, how do you lose your, uh, you, you know, coughing and choking when someone just threw her hand off of me. I don't believe that for a minute. He cranked her, is what I believe. Uh, She was covering my face up. I was scared we were going to get into a wreck. Cops questioned both of them, but she refused to tell officers what really happened, saying she was worried about what would happen if Mark went to jail. He raises money for cancer, and it'll hurt his reputation, she told the cops. She also told the cops he's sick suffering from head trauma sustained during his days in the NFL. Eventually, cops decided to arrest him since he admitted to hitting her. I do not have any choice but to place you under the arrest for domestic violence. And then uh, the cops acknowledged Ripon as a high-profile person and how to handle it. He was charged with misdemeanor domestic violence. He was able to get the charge dropped because he acknowledged the event and is pursuing counseling. In light of the dismissal of the misdemeanor charge against me, I want to express my appreciation to the citizen callers who reported this incident and to the officers involved in their efforts to protect Danielle on the day of this incident. I also appreciate the uh, professionalism of the cops, jail, court, and the prosecutor's office in having treated me with respect and civility throughout this difficult process. I want to be clear, I did not assault Danielle. We were having an argument. She put her hands on my face, blocking my view of the road while I was driving. I shoved her aside out of actual fear that I might drive our car into a pedestrian or otherwise cause a wreck that would harm others or one of us. This was done to protect innocent bystanders, and both her and I, I had no intent to harm or offend Danielle in any way. That just, the, whole, the whole thing just sounds so sketchy to me. Does that just not sound sketchy? And how about your boy, David Cohn? He said that uh, he thinks Domingo Herman's domestic violence situation is going to hurt the Yankees in the postseason. I actually believe it, too, that they can't afford to lose an 18-game winner uh, in the postseason. And they're saying that CeCe Sabathia is going to – don't worry, they got CeCe Sabathia. He's not going to pitch. CeCe Sabathia's finished.
3: He's not going to pitch. Well, you know. If he pitches, it's going to be – They're saying he can
1: pick up the slack.
3: No, he's not picking up any slack. It's going to be
1: Hap and Paxton –
3: Listen. This is what they're doing. They're pitching Paxton, Severino, and Tanaka,
1: and Hap. And, and
3: then they're gonna they're gonna do the 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 dopey opener trick, where they're gonna put Chad Green out there at the start of the game. He's gonna pitch an inning or two, and then they will go to Hap. And then, you know, they'll they have so many arms out there. They only need Hap to go what, three or four innings, get him to the sixth, and then shut the door with all your guys. Bring them all out. Adavino. Uh, all of them, so. All
1: right, we'll see. I think that it could be an issue. We'll see if it is. Brian and Boise, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey,
1: Scotty, how you doing, there? <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, hypothetical question for you.
2: If the Jets,
1: or, and I want to get Muffy's opinion on this as
2: well, if the Jets go really bad and they get one and two in the picks, do they draft two they keep from Morgan, or they do they draft down pick picks to fill in holes.
1: Yeah, I don't believe uh, that they're gonna uh, draft a quarterback. I think they love Sam Darnold, and he's the future. And I do not believe uh, that the Jets uh, will get the number one or two pick. They they might they might get the number two. I I think the Dolphins are are gonna end up uh, lo- you know losing out and having the worst team. But even if they were number one, I don't think they'd take Tua. I really don't. I don't think this is a Josh Rosen situation uh, with regards to how good Sam Darnold is. Moff?
2: No, they're definitely not taking another quarterback. They drafted him to be the future, whether it was the old regime or whatever. The franchise likes him. They think there's you know a lot of upside with him. And they're going to try him for at least the rest of his rookie deal and see what happens. You know, you just don't do that. That whole you know Arizona situation where they changed the front office, the coach, and everything, and they just said, you know what? Forget this guy moving on after drafting top QB. That doesn't happen. That was a rarity. That's the exception, not the rule. They're not and
1: it may rarity. not even work. I mean, and, the guy looked good a couple of times, and he looked really bad last week. Let's
2: remember
3: something else, too. They're on the bye this week, and, you know, he might be back after the bye, Sam Darnold, and they might not go, you know, 2-14. and 14. That's you what know, I said. I don't think they'll be there. When Darnold comes back, they might win a couple of games. You know, they might win five, right. six, seven games still this year. Right. So. I think we need to pump the brakes on the Jets having the first pick in the draft. Yeah,
1: I don't think they're getting the first pick in the draft. A lot of people are starting to say that LaMelo Ball might be the first pick in the NBA draft You've in 2020. He's moving up, flying up the charts. 855 cbs to get on a bench.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,